Go ahead and be seated this morning. Great to see you all. Really um, glad to have everybody here in the room. Awesome to have everybody online. Thank you, sir. Oh, happy anniversary, Sean and Haley, today. <laughs> How about that? Um, we're sharing, you know, a little bit here and there in terms of uh, the destiny table and what that really looks like. We're exploring right now how to more effectively communicate that to everybody, what's taking place in that. We're doing a, a training luncheon for those that are interested. Uh, feel free, fill out a connect card and tell us if you're interested in that, and we'll start talking about when the next training is going to take place. Very excited about the Destiny Table New York, and those that are online with us this morning in the state of New York as a part of the Destiny Table, very exciting just what the Lord's doing there. Actually going to have um, a few of the Destiny Table New York people flying in uh, I'll be going to minister at a church in New Mexico, one of our uh, sister churches. I'll do a few days of lecture in their school. And uh, some folks from New York are going to fly in and go on that trip. We also have Kaya Henderson going to be joining us from here. So uh, we've got a long drive uh, there and back. We'll do a little Bible trivia and see who wins Bible trivia on the trip. Uh, and I'll report back. Now, but just, you know, we're thankful for the relationships that God is establishing all over the nation and in other nations of the world, and we want to be faithful with those connections and relationships. Um, just kind of along those lines, I want to encourage you in something. You know, it, because of our, the way we work with a, a number of different ministries and pastors, um, we, the, then you all send me out, and, and others of us as well go and do different ministry, but that's us as that expression. And anytime I'm going out like that, I look for uh, an opportunity just to connect relationally with somebody here on that journey as we go. And um, I, I never want to ever travel and minister alone. If Tracy's unable to go, it's just not healthy for me to be on the road by myself. And I understand that. We're very, uh, you know, um, we're devoted to transparency, accountability, and all of that. But the, the thing that I want you to see is the value in actually just taking someone with you. So don't go to coffee alone, take someone with you. Don't go to lunch alone, take someone with you. Don't go on family vacation alone, take something with, someone with you. Just as we build those relationships and make those connections, there's something valuable, particularly in this season of what God is doing in the kingdom. And that's a lot of what we're uh, stepping into and we're, as we're looking at the conversational relationship God desires for us to have. So I'm going to uh, introduce to you a new practice of mine and invite you to participate in a new practice on purpose. Um, you know, you see me speaking from my phone all the time. Um, and I don't normally bring up one of these old 1900s Bibles. But... Um, you know, to turn the page is something we talk about often. It's where you get an old-fashioned Bible, and you start right there in the beginning. And you write the date, and then uh, every day you turn the page and write the date, commemorate your child's first steps. You know, you've heard me say it a lot. Um, but I, there's something about the touch, the feel, the smell of that which you hold in your hand. And usually older folks in the room are really appreciative of this type of um, language, 
But I just want to say God's stirring something in the younger folks in the room to really come back to the value of some of the things the older folks in the room have really appreciated over the years. How many you know we've got a lot to learn from each other in this process? So I've noticed that when our family has family devotions, we gather in our living room or out on our patio, and, and I always say the same thing, bring your Bible. And um, in fact, uh, if the girls have friends who are boys and we invite them over for devotions, it's great for me to have them bring their Bible because you can tell me you love the Lord, but how many know you better have a Bible that looks like you love the Lord or you're just telling me you love the Lord. And so it's good to have that for a number of reasons, but there's something powerful about that with our, our family that we sit down with that Bible in our hands and we open it up and we're sharing where we've been reading and all of our turn the page and we're in different places. But that's meaningful. And I want to ask you, particularly as we step into this season, how many of you want to hear the Lord with greater clarity than ever before? Can I just get an amen? Uh, I want to hear the Lord. Let me just tell you the key, the central component to hearing the Lord is to be in the Word, reading the love letters that He has given us to read and rehearse. And so I want to invite you, bring your Bible to church. Just have your Bible in church um, where you just bring it and you hold it and, and we read from it and it's there and it's just a declaration of saying, Lord, we want something more. Maybe you've not brought your Bible to church because you just live in the digital age, but I want to encourage you all ages, let's start bringing our Bible to church. Sister Russell promised me she's going to bring her Bible to church from now on. <clears throat> she's probably never been to church without her Bible in her hand. Uh, and it was interesting this last week, totally non-related interaction, but um, I've had two people tell me, and I just want to let this land where it needs to land on anybody sitting in the room. Uh, and by the way, those of you online, take your Bible to church. Bring your Bible when you sit down as a family. If you're individually alone, have your Bible in hand. I just think it's a significant time for us to engage on something God's wanting to reveal. But I've had two people this last week just mention to me, it's so distracting when I come to church and somebody sitting near me is on their phone playing a game or surfing social media. And so I just want to say, when we gather like this, let's really think about what it means to truly purpose engagement on a level of expectation to hear something from the Lord. Let's lessen the distraction. I actually had a, a pastor friend of mine tell me that his grandchildren came over and they were really excited to build a good relationship with the kids, so they bought these electronics. And uh, the kids came over, they were so excited to go to grandma and grandpa's house. And then they realized what they had done when the kids started coming over and they were eager to get to the electronics and the grandparents are standing there thinking, all I want to do is spend time with you. Oh, that's where we tend to dwell in our relationship with the Lord. We get enamored with other things, and he's just longing for that time. So, Lord, I just pray, just in the midst of all that we're desiring to learn from you, that we would learn to be good learners from you. Your word says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. They will be filled. So increase our appetite. And let us understand that appetite is a blessing from God that we're to steward and cultivate to a deeper, more meaningful place. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You and I are created for conversation. We are created for conversation. 
And what I want to do this week is just begin to introduce to you kind of the atmosphere of where we're going in this season. Um, I'm going to share a lot of different things that kind of point in many directions, but a, a concluding challenge just about what it means to walk in a conversational relationship with the Lord. We've been walking through the table revelation. We're stepping into more and more of understanding what the revelation of the table is all about. There are the, there's a congregational gathering. There are community groups where we gather and meet face-to-face -face and build rapport and relationship. And then there's the table, and that's something that we're learning is a, um, a mobilization of people to a deeper place of ministry expression that are going to really effectively reach the world around them right out of their own home. Some of you are called by God to lead a destiny table out of your home. And I want you just to be sensitive to that. And again, patch in, give us, a, you know, text destiny to the number. Um, fill out a connect card if you have an interest in having that conversation. We're keeping those training groups small. We want them to be 20 max because this is all about small ministry around your table, mobilizing you to understand what that looks like. We're figuring that out too. We're working with other groups that are doing something resembling, but we're trying to figure out what the Lord has in store in the midst of all that. We are created for conversation, together conversation with the Lord. And uh, I want us to understand and see that today. Because words are very powerful. Words are very powerful. How many of you have had some negative words spoken over you in your life and you immediately can remember them? Why? Because words are very powerful. How many of you had some powerful words of blessing spoken over your life and you can immediately remember them? Here's the problem. Praise and criticism in our lives uh, serve two different purposes, and criticism tends to be more readily remembered than praise because praise tends not to be specific, but criticism is. Just think about what I'm saying. When somebody criticizes you, they're criticizing something specific. And so when you begin to offer blessing to those around you, I would suggest you not just give them general praise, but be very specific about something you value and appreciate. Your words have power. We want to learn how to use our words as effectively as possible. And we're going to talk a lot. Um, I know Pastor A.T. will be bringing in a focal point this next week about this enriched conversational relationship among uh, us as hum in humanity and what that really uh, is in terms of just using our words correctly and well, the gift of conversation and language. And, and the bottom line, you have to realize God created everything by conversation, by the expression of his Word. In fact, Jesus is the Word made flesh. And as we're stepping into now Thanksgiving and then Christmas, aren't you glad Jesus has come unto us? A child is born. The Word of the Lord has come made flesh. In other words, God said, excuse me, humanity, I'm sending my son in the form of a word. I'd like to have a word with you. Could we have a conversation? And he awakened that conversation between deity and humanity. And you and I are actually now supposed to walk in this place of conversation with God as a way of life. You and I are supposed to walk in a place of conversation with God as a way of life. In other words, you're not just listening to me right now, you're hearing him. Conversation with God is a way of life. You're not just driving to work, going the regular routine, but you're paying attention when the Holy Spirit might want to take you a different way on purpose. As a way of life. Jesus is the Word made flesh, sent to redeem us and awaken life-giving conversation that transforms us and everyone around us. We have to understand the power of the conversation that comes from God. So 
I want to just kind of uh, explore together with our imagination expressions of conversation for a moment. So imagine with me two executives sitting in a coffee shop in, a, um, in a, an airport. And their briefcases are open and papers are spilling out everywhere. And they're engaged in something that, that obviously as you're watching them have this interaction, it's very important to them. I want you to think about two ladies sitting in a coffee shop over a pot of Earl Grey tea just having conversation. I want you to think about a young couple on a romantic stroll, hand in hand, uh, walking down the beach as the sun is setting. Two older men in a boat with fishing poles in their hands. Two teenagers on the phone that they just can't stop uh, talking about the thing. There's just so much that they want to interact about. Um, two children playing in a sandbox, making the sounds of engines and bulldozers. All these are reflections of the amazing gift of conversation on many levels of life. I cannot imagine a day without true, meaningful conversation. There's something deeply theological about our desire to converse and communicate and have relationships. And I want us to understand the depth of this theologically today as we talk about what it really means to live in a state of conversation with God. You and I are created in the image of Trinity God, right? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Do you know that Trinity God is actually community God and community God, Trinity God lives in this this flow of conversation, communication, uh, interaction. Do you realize this? It's just easy to just think of God and not really evaluate the reality of what the Bible has revealed to us about God. But he is not just Trinity God, he's community God. We're created in the image of community God. Conversation and community is a normal part of some deep desire that exists within you that's beyond anything my words could explain. It's at the origin of God's design. We see community God, Trinity God, having interaction and conversation in Genesis 1:26 when he's talking about creating us. God says, let us make man in our image. This is a conversation going on within the Trinity. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule. So there's this conversation among the Trinity of who God is about creating us in the image of community God born and designed by God for conversation and interaction. This is why we believe so strongly in community groups and connecting. I'm glad you're here, but in the Western world church, many times what we have done is created the enterprise of business, that which is a model that can attract dollars and cents to build the business of the church, not even realizing that's what we've done. But if all we're doing is attracting people to step into a building, sit down, shut up, and listen to a speaker, and pay their money, and never make disciples, then all we're doing is creating, uh, we're contributing to the problem of disillusionment in our society with the body of Christ. You are the church. You are men and women of God designed to hear from God, to walk in a conversational relationship with God. How many of you know I'm railing against something that's trying to fight against our, our, uh, the kingdom reality? There's this cultural paradigm. When I start talking like I'm talking right now, it's like I'm railing against a, uh, an inhibitor that exists. But I'm just declaring we are breaking through in Jesus' mighty name. We're becoming more of who God's designed us to be as the people of God. That doesn't just happen because we show up and sit down and shut up and listen. 
That happens because we step into more of the purposeful design that God has for us. And that's why we want to invite you into a deeper level of this. And we'll start again in the January 1st. It'll be the first 40 days of the year. We do it every year as kind of a tithe of the year, 365 days. 10% of that is 36.5 days. So we give the Lord the first 40 days very intentionally. And one of the things we'll do in all of our community groups is focus in on five core ideas that we find central to what God stirred in our hearts. But we're going to have what we call the Discover Destiny Community Group again. We do it three times a year. If you're not engaged, if you're not involved, if you're primarily showing up, sitting side by side, and, and not really connected in relationship, then let us help you figure out where the on-ramp is to get more involved. Whether you do it or not is between you and the Lord. At least figure out how to do this so that when the time is right for you to do it, you know how to take those steps. If you're online and you're not engaged with our online community groups, then I want to encourage you, type something in the field, let us know, because we want to move into deeper level of relationship. I mentioned two people who live in Washington, D.C. last week who said they have no meaningful conversations in their life, and they look so forward to the online community group that happens on Wednesday night at 6 p.m., where they are able to engage on a deeper, more meaningful expression of just interaction of what God is doing. Come on, God wants us to do more than show up and do church duty. You can't go to church you are the church. So we've got to learn how to be the church. That means we've got to unlearn some of the stuff we've been learning in times past and relearn it more correctly to step into what God is desiring for our lives. We are on this journey of knowing God more intimately together. So let's listen to the voice of the Lord in the way we read this portion of Scripture. It's the central idea around what we're camping uh, around today. 1 Corinthians 1, 3 to 9. And uh, it's an important portion of Scripture as Paul writes to the Corinthian church. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. You understand what this is saying is you have been conversationally enriched by God. We've got to learn to tap into that. You have been in him, you've been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and with all kinds of knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is key uh, conclusion of what we're reading today, verse 9. Again, we're not just reading the verse to get an idea, to point to, to preach a clever sermon. This is the power of the gospel. When we're looking at the Word of God, we have neglected the power in the pursuit of the clever in the church world that we live in in this generation. Can I get an amen on this? And we want to explore the power and not lean on the clever. We want to know the power of the gospel in the way we live our lives. God is faithful 
who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You are called by God into fellowship with Jesus. Like, I don't know that we've been really taught this in the church the way we need to be taught this in the church. We're called, and this is our call to be in fellowship with God. This is why we've been so devoted to this whole turn the page challenge. And um, I, honestly, Tracy and I have had this conversation so many times. People have told us, even within the last few weeks, we had another person tell us, literally, I've, this is what they said, I've grown up in church, I've listened to sermons, I've been to Sunday school, I've never grown spiritually deep until I started coming to destiny, learning what it means to actually get into the Word of God for myself. Listen, if all you're doing is showing up at somebody else's table, eating the scraps that they're giving you, then you are not nourishing yourself the way God wants you to be nourished. Find the table of the Lord. If you'll go, you can find some great resources for this. Again, I keep talking, turn the page. If you go to the Destiny OKC website, click our app, and hit the Messages tab, you'll see a link, turn the page. There's a 60-second video that gives a great explanation. Share it with your children. It revolutionized my girls when they were about 12 years old. And they have, I mean, it'll change the way your family dynamic functions when you start working uh, in, in tandem with what the Lord is desiring to reveal together like that. Also at that link, Destiny OKC, under the messages, turn the page, click that link, and what you'll find there are 66 sermons called Jesus in the Bible. And so when you're turning the page and you get to the book of Leviticus, and you know you're about to read some stuff you're not going to understand, if you'll take 30 minutes and listen to Jesus uniquely revealed in the book of Leviticus, we've done 66 messages for 66 books of the Bible, and you can find and listen to that before you read Leviticus, it'll change your paradigm about what you're reading in Scripture. And by the way, of those 66 sermons, that was actually my favorite to speak in the book of Leviticus. It's radical what God has embedded in his word, and we do not understand understand the depth of what he's desiring to reveal, but boy, will it nourish you on a level that's beyond anything this world could ever comprehend. Are you hungry for the things of God? That's the question. So step into that. We're talking about heavenly conversation, what it really means to have heavenly conversation. This is why we focus every year on a New Year's revelation. It's great to have a New Year's resolution, the things you want to work on in your life, but one year, it was actually 1994, uh, the Lord just began to speak to me and said, what about what I want to work on in your life? And that's when I started just asking the Lord every year, started with 95 in my life. Every year, I've got it written down and logged. Um, so that's a few years now that I've had this. But every year, I just get a word from the Lord over my life for the year. And when I don't know where to go in my pursuit of God, I come back to the New Year's revelation that God gave me. And I focused in on, man, it has just brought such an enriched perspective for me as a believer. And then we do that as a church family. 
And so that first, December 1st, actually the Wednesday, uh, first Wednesday of December, we're going to have this big celebration as a church family for those that serve. If you serve in any area of the church, then it is our serve team appreciation night. And that's when we will unveil the 2022 revelation. That'll be that evening. We'll also welcome those that feel called to be a part of the Destiny family. Uh, We'll welcome our new family members in that night. Our elders will lay hands on you and commission you. Listen, we're not just wanting to raise your hand, tick tick a little box and, and put a name on a list. We believe in some form of impartation in the kingdom of God when we start to follow what God's calling us to do. We're learning this more and more. This is not stuff we've always done. We're learning it. We're growing in it, and we're going to grow in it together. So if you have any sense of desire to be a part of the Destiny family, again, connect card. That's the way you do it. It's in the seat back in front of you. You can drop it in a giving station or text Destiny to the number that probably keeps popping up on the screen. I'm not looking. Last week, uh, our action point was to purpose sacrificial devotion to experiencing the heart of God every day this week. When we give those action points, like it's a real commission. We don't want to just be hearers of the word. How many know we're guilty, particularly in the Western world church, of showing up and judging a speaker on content and delivery, walking away and never doing anything with what God has been revealing? And so what we want to try and do is give actionable expressions where we experience God's presence and then we bring that to real life in the way we walk that out. So every week, this is God's presence to real life, action point of the week. And so that was the challenge last week, that we would look at what that really means. And and realize, um, as I was talking last week, I want to reiterate something to you. I'm not so much preaching a sermon today, again, as I'm cultivating an atmosphere of what we're starting to step into. And last week, I talked about how air is to the body, what prayer is to the spirit. God breathed life into Adam, and the origin of inspiration, inspired means to be breathed into. And if you're going to live a life that's actually full of life, you have to come back to allow God to breathe into you. Not just read the book, learn to sit with the author, experience God. Air is to the body what prayer is to the spirit. And then I shared this really profound, uh, I've been reflecting on it all week, but many Hebrew scholars teach that the name of God, Yahweh, is actually the sound of breath. Yahweh is the sound of breath. And on one hand, his name is too sacred to pronounce. But on the other hand, his name is whispered with every breath we take. The name Yahweh was the first word you spoke with the first breath you took, and it will be the last word you speak with the last breath you take. Every word in between with every breath you take. This is, this is fantastic. I mean, there's just, this just comes alive in me. How about you? Like, we're designed for this. We're not only designed for this spiritually. I'm talking about lost people. Every person on the planet, this is, the, this is just their natural, physical design. I want everybody to come to know Christ. I want everybody to receive Christ and go from death to life and realize what's taking place within them, even uh, in the course of life as they're walking all of this out. When you choose to live a life that is inspired by God daily, that's when you begin to awaken your destiny. I don't know if you realize it or not, but you have a God-given destiny for your life, a God 
purposed plan for your life. But you've got to learn to live a life that is inspired by God. Not just eagerly pursue the electronics and be distracted from what God is desiring to reveal. But learn to come and experience the heart of the Father. Our worship is not about singing. Our worship is about encountering God. Our preaching is not about teaching. Our preaching is about encountering God. Uh, You have to understand everything about what we are supposed to be doing is to lift up the name of Jesus and explore a deeper revelation and reality of who he is in us and who we are in him. It was spoken of Charles Spurgeon that he lived in an atmosphere of heavenly conversation. Dr. Kyler, a friend of his, described a walk they were taking in the woods and apparently Spurgeon had quite the sense of humor As they're walking through the woods, he said something funny, and both men just broke into hilarious laughter. And in a moment of hilarity, as they were laughing wholeheartedly, uh, Mr. Kyler actually explained that Spurgeon interrupted the laughter, and he said, let's pause and thank God for laughter. Kyler explained, and I quote, this is the way it was with Spurgeon. He moved from jest to a prayer and back again at the breadth of a hair. In other words, he was walking in a constant state of communion and conversation and interaction with God. We are designed by God to constantly live and move and have our being in the presence of God. Enoch walked with God, the Bible says. Noah walked with God, the Bible says. You and I are supposed to walk with God in the way we walk in everything that we do. We can walk with God in this atmosphere of prayer where air is to the body, what prayer is to the spirit, where we are breathing without ceasing, the way we're told to pray without ceasing. I've just been reflecting on this and I actually had a conversation with somebody recently and I said I I was just curious what they thought I said do you think this is possible and this person somebody I would count to be very spiritually mature and, and I said do you think it's possible that we can live in unbroken fellowship with God having uninterrupted conversation with him as our way of life how would you respond Do you think it's possible to live in unbroken fellowship with God, having uninterrupted conversation with him as our way of life? This has been my reflection lately. I've just been saying, Lord, anything that grieves you, I want it to grieve me. Anything that pleases you, I want it to please me. I want to be in the word. I want to be in prayer. I want to be meditating on the things of God. I want to walk where, where I'm trying to make a decision. Listen, I, I feel this is a word for somebody in this room where I'm trying to make a decision. It's simply, every decision is simply a discussion that I'm having with God and the way I'm making that decision. Some of you may be facing some difficult decisions right now. Lean into the wisdom of God and the revelation of Christ in the way you're making those decisions. He is here to help us walk this thing out. Living in unbroken fellowship, having uninterrupted conversation with God as a way of life. And this person who's very spiritually mature said to me, I don't think that's possible. And I asked why we had quite an interaction. And then finally I pushed back and I said, I think we have to be very careful not to let our level of living determine our level of doctrine instead of allow our level of doctrine to bring up our level of living. Just because you're experiencing something on a certain level doesn't mean that's where you're supposed to dwell. God wants to take you deeper. 
Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, every person in this room that wants to enter into a deeper place of uninterrupted fellowship with you, Lord, that you would take us into that in Jesus' mighty name. We would have unbroken fellowship with God and uninterrupted conversation with God as our way of life. As we step into this season, as we step into this season, you're awakening that reality within us in Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus. We're not here to hear a nice little sermon. We're here to discern what God is desiring to do. So, Lord, clothe us in that revelation, we pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. John is here from Kingfisher, and I just hear the Lord saying over you, John, this was a very strategic morning for the Lord to bring you into this place. God's going to awaken another level of conversation and interaction uh, within your life. In the name of the Lord. Some of our guys that went to the men's event might pop down and say hi to John when we conclude. He, he came to our, uh, the men's event that we uh, hosted and so just in town this weekend. But I just believe that this, uh, this is important to be assigned um, for your life, for your legacy, for your children. Oh, just pray Jesus for our family. I just love it. That, that you would all be taught by God. That all your sons and daughters, Isaiah 54, would be taught by God. I'm just declaring right now, we're stepping into a whole new realm of our sons and daughters being taught by God. This is a wave to be unleashed in the last days when your sons and daughters begin to prophesy. Don't you allow yourself to grow weary, fatigued, and discouraged spiritually because your kids need your covering. Your kids need that revelation being released over them to become more of who God has called. Don't you allow yourself to grow into that place of being distracted or frustrated. You've got to fight that. You're fighting for more than you realize you're fighting for. You are fighting for more than you realize you are fighting for when you're fighting for the faith. That's why the Bible says in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, devote yourselves to prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer. What does that even mean? We're commissioned to devote ourselves to prayer. It means we pray regularly, we pray often, we practice prayer as a way of life. We wake up in prayer, we go to sleep in prayer. As you go to bed, just begin to declare those nighttime verses that say, when you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. I thank you for the sweet sleep, Lord, that you promised in your word. I thank you that I'll commune with you even in my rest tonight because you never sleep and you never slumber. And my spirit can commune with God even while my body is receiving the rest that it needs. And we wake up in the morning and we say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. We walk through the course of our day, and we thank God for the tenacity in the spring in our step as we learn to live by the Spirit. Anybody ready to go deeper in their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Come on, I want the worship team just to go ahead and come. I want to give you your action point this week, and I really want to ask you to consider doing this action point this week. We bring God's presence to real life purpose, a conversational pursuit with God every day this week. Purpose, a conversational pursuit every day this week. I would challenge you to consider. I know it's early, but we've got a group of people that meet right here in this room Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. 
And every week we come into this room and we just press into a deeper place of hearing the Lord. If you have, if you have to leave for work after 15 minutes, at least you get 15 minutes of that atmosphere. I, I really appreciate Mark Lira, uh, who plays week after week. Randy, uh, who, who sings and plays on the week that he's leading. I mean, we just come in and we just experience the presence of the Lord. We've got this team of people that work to make all the tech happen. We, we stream it, and it's, it's happening online. But I would encourage you, if you're able to be in the room, come and join us in the room. And let's just believe God for an impartation as we grow deeper together as a church family. He's called us into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. Ah. He's called us into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. If you have not given your life to Christ, you have no idea what you're missing out on. The eternal purpose of God being awakened within your life when you recognize because of Adam and Eve's sin, all humanity lives in this fallen, wretched state of being disconnected from the Father. Jesus came to bridge the gap and awaken the dead to move from death to life. When we confess our sin, we believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord. Spiritual life belongs to us. Come on, let's stand together. I believe there's just going to be a keen awareness this week of the commands of the Lord in the moment. Will you just receive that? A keen awareness this week. I'm with any authority I have in the office of lead pastor of this church. I take that authority right now and I assign this over your life in Jesus' mighty name. There will be a keen awareness to the commands of the Lord through the course of this week. That means when the Lord says to move left and you would have normally moved right, you will begin to move left and you will see the fruit of your obedience as you begin to walk. There is a keen awareness of the command of the Lord and the way we are going to walk this out this week. There's something more going on than just a nice little church thing. There's something of God's kingdom where he's raising up a mighty army that will be led by the Spirit of God and the way we walk out our faith and release God's kingdom in the earth. But you've got to be spiritually alive first. So I just say, come on, let's surrender to this Savior, Jesus. Maybe you've never prayed to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you have, but you're just realizing God's taking you deeper. Either way, if you say, I'm ready to take a step forward, I want you to live both your hands and we just say Lord God we surrender ourselves to you father some of us maybe it's the first step on our journey where we're saying I come to the cross and I accept Jesus Christ today I'm alive I was dead but I'm alive for others of us it's I'm moving in deeper I want to take a deeper walk with you a deeper experience expression of what it means to walk with God in Jesus mighty name but Lord we surrender to the cross of Christ as our way of life let the conversation of the Lord begin to be awake within us we pray in Jesus mighty name amen and amen come on amen and amen we agree in Jesus mighty name see God activates an appetite in a moment like this when we gather and then we've got to steward that appetite well
And in a moment, I'm going to invite our prayer team. We've, we're a little bit of a change. We're going to do just a few minutes of worship in our conclusion. Again, our prayer team's going to be available. We've installed some lights in the back of this room. They're going to be right back there. As we worship, I'm going to invite you to just come back. If we can pray with you, if you've made a decision today of any kind, if there's something stirring in your heart, then you can find your way back to the prayer team. There's communion stations back there. You can just enter into a deeper place of communion. You can just take your time and enjoy the Lord. The worship's not going to be quite as loud, and the music's just going to continue even after we conclude. And I want you just to have an atmosphere of just encountering God for as long as you'd like. If you want to stay in for the next service, you feel free. We just want to create an atmosphere that says we honor the Lord Jesus Christ in every possible way. And we want to learn more of what that really looks like. So the prayer team's going to be available. If you're online and you need prayer, say something. Just say something. Type it in the field and let us see it so we can reach out and pray for you. If you sense a call to a deeper place as part of the church family, questions, whatever, then the connect card is the way to go about it. I've talked about it a bunch. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Lord, we sense that you are here, and we sense that you're doing something unique, particularly in this next season. I thank you. We've taken the lid off. Now, Lord, help us to go deeper. Help us to go deeper in Jesus' name. Come on, as we just take a few moments in worship prayer team's available at the back if we can pray with you about anything at all. But I ask you, would you just engage your heart on a deeper place of just worshiping God in these few moments before we're dismissed.